Line fans, we are back. We're here at Impact Sports here at Michigan State University. My name is Dan Cryer, and I'd like to welcome you to the Thanksgiving special of Walk the Line. With me, and I'm very thankful for this, is Brooks Lambier. How's it going, Dan? Good, man. It's very good. We're doing this earlier in the week than normal because we want to go and see our families and everything. So we're very thankful you know, for the this good semester that we're having. And, um, you know, I'm going to ask you in a second because I'm going to, I think I know, but I do want to say that I, my memory is remembering Ryan Smith and myself last year, and I'm very thankful right now for what Impact Sports has done because we're in a, a very nice studio here, you know, thanks to Alex Sharg and to everybody here who's just being really great. You know, Ed Glazer is a great manager of this mm-hmm. radio station. So I'm just really thankful because last year, do you remember Ryan and I were in like a broom closet? Do you remember that story? Did I tell you that at all? I don't think you told me that one. Yeah, you have to, if you go back, which I, I don't recommend, Ryan and I wanted to get a Thanksgiving show in and we had to go in the CAS, which I appreciate too. But now we have this like awesome sports studio to work with and it's just really fun. So that's what I'm thankful for. Just thankful to be here at Michigan State University, having a great time. Thankful to walk the line. Brooks, I have just, Brooks is a huge soccer fan. Brooks, what are you thankful for? I am thankful that Michigan State is now in the Sweet 16. Yeah? How'd they they do that? Oh, they beat Oakland 1-0. They have to play Washington this Sunday at home, so it's going to be a good game, and I am thankful that they're still in it. So the Huskies are coming to Michigan State, who avenged a loss, an earlier season loss, to the Oakland Golden Grizzlies, correct? Yes. And they won 1-0, yes? Yes, 1-0. So just real quick, Brooks Lovestocker, do you expect Michigan State to defeat Washington? It's going to be a very close game. I, the teams are very similar. Uh, Washington has very, two very yes good players. Yes or no, Brooks? Yes, yes or, or no. no? Okay, I'm not going to. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think Michigan State edges them out 1-0. There we go. All right. That's all I wanted to know. Brooks is so super happy and super thankful. He's he's a fish in water, but we're it's kind of snowing and stuff, so he's a fish in a frozen Red Cedar River. Yes. Okay. Now, this week on Walk the Line, we're going to talk about NCAA Week 14 and NFL Week 13. And the good thing that I'm really thankful for is the Saturday games on November 29th are fantastic. It's Rivalry Week. What do you think about Rivalry Week this year? This there's some really good games. There's you know SEC matchup that's going to be really interesting. Uh, they're not as I guess hugely meaningful as as years and years past, sure. where it's going to determine what bowl you get or where you're going to get you know with this new playoff race. I mean one could, right. but. You know, it's a rivalry. It's rivalry week. It's they're always good. They're going to be close. The games are interesting, and that's the best thing because I mean, like, like Brooks said, like now you got your college football playoff four. You know, because Florida State they eked out another win last week over Boston College, just like they do. You know, Oregon did what they had to do against Colorado and trounced them. Alabama played. Now Alabama and Auburn, we're going to talk about. Both of them had like a soft schedule. Like um, Alabama played Western Carolina or something mm-hmm. like that, and they they just played around with them. And Auburn played Samford. Or something like it was that. Close, right? And these games are close because they're yeah. preparing for this week. But the best thing I think that happened last week, just in my opinion, was that the Michigan State Spartans handled their business like they needed to. I, I mean, I don't think Rutgers really put up a good fight. What do you think of that game? It was forty-five to three. Michigan State covered, which I was wrong about. Brooks was right about. But the game stayed under. Michigan State was just too good at defense. What do you think? Yeah, it's just, I think Michigan State finally, you know, about time they finally came out and made a statement. But you have to think about Gary Nova with his, he has a little foot injury. He had a boot on his right foot before the game. Uh, weather conditions have to factor in that as well. Uh, just, it's not it's not what we knew of Rutgers in the past when they had, you know, Muhammad Sanu and 
uh, they had Ray Rice. You know, it's they're not there yet. They're they're slowly building, right. but they're not there yet. I agree, and and you see the difference in and it, Rutgers the quality team. They're bowl eligible, but Michigan State really is a head and shoulders above. And you know, Langford had another hundred yard game. Lippet, you can just just get him out in the one on one coverage. Just another, he's just amazing. And he played defense. They put him in for a couple drives as as a you know as a safe. What was he a cornerback? I think so. I, I I was watching, so I I stayed and watched at home. I did not go to the game. I did not brave the rain. So props to everybody who went to the game. But um, you know, I just thought it was really. I was like, that's not Lippet. So like, look at this guy. He's. I, do you think he has a chance for the pros? I mean, this guy Lip. It was just great. He yeah. he does everything he needs to. Yeah, as a wide receiver, I think he does. He has potential. And, Definitely. You know, he's got the speed. Uh, can't drop the ball as much. Needs to like important, especially on third down. A couple of times in the past weeks, he's dropped the ball. Well, Cook's ball. not perfect. Cook will put it a little bit behind you, but yeah. but, but I, as far as we, I mean, like you know, you see you see Langford and Lippitt being able to just you know run and and catch passes. Michigan State can roll up the points. They said it's the most consecutive. Uh, it's like thirteen or fourteen straight games over you know since Stanford. So every game of the season, I guess it would be uh, what are we now uh, nine and two. Yes. So 11 straight games of over 28 points. Mm-hmm. So Michigan State can put it on the board. So that sets up this week, okay? We're just going to bust into the games, and we're going to talk about last week a little bit as we get into the games. Michigan State now, this week, it's got to be looked at as a trap game because Michigan State is now minus 13 at Penn State. It's a night game in Happy Valley, and uh, we're too early in the week uh, here to talk about over-unders. They don't have them listed yet. But Min- Michigan State minus 13 seems to me initially a little bit low because Penn State just went and lost to Illinois. Penn State really has been unimpressive in the last few weeks. So the question I have for you is, is this a trap game or is Michigan State just going to go roll them 45-3? to I mean, if you look at the schedule, so the Penn State's played, let's see, the first game was overseas. Then they beat Akron at home. They beat UMass at home. They lose to Northwestern at home. You know, they lose to Ohio State, Maryland at home. And they yeah, beat Temple. Choppy. It's been very choppy. So, I mean, 13 and a half isn't, it's not, it's kind of right in the middle there. Like, because you think Michigan State could probably, you know, win by at least three touchdowns. But yeah, depending on it's Happy Valley and the weather, you know, they could, you know, keep it to, you know, 10, you know, 10 to field goal or, you know, maybe even a touchdown. So, you know, who knows? This game is kind of. At least for the point spread, it's very up and down here. I, I well, all I can say is this: if Michigan State wins, they're going to cover. I think. I don't. I mean, like I, I just think Michigan State. Like we get, we go out there and destroy them, or something goes drastically wrong. So I'm just going to bust out here and say Michigan State wins 41-13. So I don't know the over under. It's probably going to be in the 50s in there, mm-hmm. low 50s. But I mean, Penn State didn't really show me much last week. Hackenberg against Illinois was getting pretty pretty well stopped. And Illinois does not have the best defense in the nation. And Illinois played inspired. It was their senior senior day. I'm from Champaign, Illinois. It's where I'm heading for heading home. But I'm very proud of Illinois. We're going to talk about them in a second. But Penn State's got to be better. And that was a bad loss. And, yeah. you know, I just I think that's an embarrassing loss to lose to, to Illinois. And I was proud of Illinois, but I don't know, man. I don't see much. So, like, what do you think? Like, Do, can, do you really think Penn State can hang with, with Michigan State? No, I don't think they can. Like I said, like I've said in the past couple of weeks when we talked about Penn State, you know, Kackenberg is not a bad quarterback. He just has nothing around him. Right. And they don't have an established run game. Um, you know, I think they're actually really hurting after Bill O'Brien left, to be honest with you. Right, I, he's know, at the I, Texans, I, and now they have James Franklin. Who's, yeah, you know. and I, you know, he brings a different style of offense, to more spread offense. You know, whereas Bill O'Brien was more traditional with an NFL style offense, um, especially using the tight ends. Uh, you know, so I just 
It's 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 taking Hackenberg and the offense a while to adjust, and they lost a good wide receiver in Allen. It in sounds Allen like even your description of them sounds choppy. I yeah. think of them as a choppy team. They, they don't are. they don't strike fear in me. The they only don't. time they looked good was when they were down seventeen nothing to Ohio State, and they came back and tied it, and mm-hmm. then lost in overtime. Yes, but. I, I just don't know. So I think 41-13. So I obviously think you're going to say Michigan State's going to win. Yeah, what do you, what I, you got first? I think Michigan State's going to win. I'll say, I don't know if in Happy Valley they can put up 40-plus points. Okay. I don't know. Or it could be possible. Like I said, this could be a very interesting game. I'll say Penn State at least puts up, I'll say they put up at least 17. All right. So I'll say Penn State gets 17. I'll go 45-17. Okay. Yeah. It, it could go any way, like I said before. It could be I the, love it. Yeah. Cool, man. I mean, look, I'm not saying that Rutgers is inferior. I'm not saying Penn State's inferior. I'm just saying Michigan State is head and shoulders above them. Yes, they are. And they've established. And that's what makes the loss to Oregon and Ohio State, those two losses, just so tough to swallow. Mm -hmm. And I think that Michigan State's going to handle their business in Penn State, get a nice rest, and go to either the Fiesta Bowl or the Orange Bowl. And, you know, Arizona upset uh, Utah last week, 42-10. Now Arizona can go to the Fiesta Bowl, so that's a potential matchup. Yes. Or, you know, Clemson played Ohio State in the Orange Bowl last year. Could be Michigan State-Clemson in the Orange Bowl this year. So Michigan State has a not an easy path, but a a believable way to get to 10-2 and and then go to what would be known as a BCS Bowl. Mm -hmm. you got to look at that as a success. Of course. So I just, you know, I just don't think we can be stopped. I I was very, very impressed last week, finally. And it, it looks like they can just leisurely pummel the other team. Yeah. So that's all I, that's how I look at it. All right. Speaking about getting pummeled. Now they didn't get pummeled, but like mentally this, I thought they were gonna get pummeled. Uh, yeah. Maryland went into <laughs> Michigan was trailing they were trailing sixteen to nine. It was nine to nine at halftime with six field goals. I was texting person, I was like, dude, they look at all these and and we both predicted you know, that Maryland was gonna cover. He said Maryland was gonna win. I was like, I don't think so. Well, Maryland won. Michigan's now five and six on the season, and they're staring at the Ohio State Buckeyes for a twelve noon kickoff on the twenty ninth of November. Ohio State's minus 21, but Ohio State just played Indiana, who's terrible. Even Rutgers destroyed Indiana. And Ohio State was playing around with them. And I, what was the score of that game? Uh, they won 42-27, but they had a lot of trouble through the th- first, like, two and a half quarters. Yeah. It was very close. It was 13-and-a-half. Was, was yeah. At half, it was 14-13. And I don't understand it. Like, yeah. what's up, Ohio State? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just... I don't know. So, like, why don't you, what do you think, what do you think of this? Because, like, first off, like, Brady Hoke, everybody's now saying they're going to wait till January 1st. Just, yeah, yeah, it's a million dollars. They can afford it if they want it, but they can just fire him after January 1st and save a mil. They're, he's gone because they're going to be five and seven, is what I think. Yeah. But, like, do you think there's a chance Michigan springs some upset here? No, no, there, there's no chance. It's it's in Ohio State. Yep. You know, it, it's, it's you know, in the horseshoe in, where they're dominant. And you know those Ohio State fans are ready just to lay it on U of M about saying how terrible they are and how stupid they are and you know whatever they do and at Ohio State kind of like how what we did thirty five to eleven yes they want to they want to shove it up yeah everybody wants to shove it up Michigan Wolverines yeah. everyone wants everyone wants the shot at Michigan you know for these last couple of years because of on the, how much on the downfall they are and you know I they're gonna shove it to them man <laughs> they're gonna they do, are they're gonna do so I I I think so too because I think that they were not motivated against Indiana. No, they weren't. But that said, man, that said, see, now my brain's back and forth because this is a rivalry game. This is the last chance for these players on Michigan to do anything with their career. Devin Gardner and stuff, but do they have any firepower? I don't even know, man. No, they don't. Devin Funches is an overrated wide receiver. He's big and strong, but he drops everything. He's overrated. You know, Farmington knows Harrison kid around from where I am. You know, he's big ego from what I've heard and, you know, 
ego and you know ego fits right in with the U of M ways, but you know show us what you can do, man. He hasn't shown anything. Devin Gardner has fumbled, thrown interceptions, you name it. Yeah, they throw the ball at Shane Morris is. He's not coming in. No, he's not coming in. He's a four or five star prospect that was overrated right from you know the beginning of you know when he came there and even in senior. I would like to take this opportunity to take a shot at Brady Hoke in Michigan Wolverines again. Yeah, like look at what Mark D'Antonio does with the players that he has. He he cultivates this this what would be three star talent or whatever into these like pro players yeah. that are amazing and I Michigan State is just a well-oiled machine and Michigan's falling apart and losing what like three or four games at home this year yes it's pathetic yeah so they need to just clean him out he just doesn't know how to teach well he's not a good coach of football yeah so I don't know but Urban Meyer is a good coach I don't know man Urban Meyer is good and listen Urban, Urban Meyer with rivalry games you know Florida pretty much every week was like a rivalry game yeah at, in the SEC and you know, then at Tech on the Florida State game, they'd always play every year with an in-state rivalry. He's ready for this one. I think he, he came to too. Ohio State, and he knows at Ohio State he has to pummel his rivalry opponents. All right. Well, so, so minus twenty-one for Ohio State. Yeah. Give me a score. You got Ohio State winning, I think. Yeah. I I think Ohio State covers this one. Okay. I think they cover by. I think they go over twenty-one. Okay. So as I say, they're going to cover. So I'm going to say Ohio State wins this game. Gosh, they put up forty-nine against Michigan State. You know they went out at Darian Hicks. I'm it's sure true. they're going to go out the Michigan secondary. Michigan's Michigan's run run defense is good, but their secondary is where they have problems. Okay. I think Ohio State. I'm going to say they get. I'll say they get into the 50s. <laughs> I was wondering yeah. if you were going to yeah. say that. Okay. I'll say Ohio State wins. Wow. 56 oh, eight man. touchdowns. <laughs> 56 to. I'll be nice and give them 21. 56, Somehow, because the third string and second wow. stringers come in. Okay. I just will right away say, like, there's no way they're getting to the 50s. That's just way too much. That's why I'm saying 48-28. They're only going to get 48 on them. They're going to miss an extra point on purpose and, and, and kick it at Brady Hoke's head and be like, <laughs> see ya. So, yeah, they do cover. I think they're, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. So, like, I don't know. I, I'm listening to me. I say they do cover. They don't cover. I don't know, man. I'm torn. At this point, 21, they couldn't cover against Indiana. Their defense gave up points to Indiana. Oh, that's a rivalry game, They're man. still going to shove it, but winning by 20, it's. We're, I mean, we're rock, talking walk the line here. I'm just, yeah. I am just. I mean, I like what you're saying, and I'm saying that I'm, I talk, I just, you can hear, I'm torn. I think they win and whoop them, and it's embarrassing, but I still think it's only going to be 20 points. Really? I'm going to stick with that. 48-28. I think they get on, get on them early. All right. Fair enough. I just, you know, if you can get if you're giving up points to Indiana, that's not good. That means that there's some weaknesses in the defense of Ohio State. I mean, the funny thing is Ohio State's defense isn't great. I mean, right. they're giving up 22.5 points per game. That's 30th overall, which isn't like awful. No. But it's not great. No. But Michigan's offense is so bad. Like how It's true. Like that's why I just think they cover. All right. Hey, we'll see what happens. I mean, this is it's it's one of those games where just I'm I'm interested to see Michigan get whooped. <laughs> okay. All like, right. I think so. We'll see. Okay. So I mean, I, and I just want to say swear words towards Michigan. Like you deserve everything. Have have fun with your five and seven no bowl game. Yeah. And Michigan fans are probably happy you're not going to the the quick lube bowl, the quick lane bowl. They're <laughs> not Caesar's doing Pizza Bowl. They're not going. Sorry. Stay home. Yes. Okay. Now speaking of going to a bowl, we're gonna call this game the Danny Cryer Bowl because I grew up in Champaign, love my Champaign Urbana. I got my undergrad bachelor's degree from Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois. Now, 
both teams last week were four and six, meaning if they both won their last two games, they would be bowl eligible. Well, Northwestern had an easier slate because they just came off a defeat of uh, Notre Dame. They went to Purdue. They lost Trevor Simeon to an injury. Okay, this is a big deal here. It is. He's good. Now they still finished off Purdue with special teams and st- and such, and they whooped Purdue. Illinois played the greatest game of the season that I've seen them play. And Riley O'Toole came in for Westlawn, who looked a little sluggish. He looked a little Jay Cutler-ish. And Riley O'Toole is a fired-up dude. He played well, man. I don't know. Yeah. Did you catch any of that game? I didn't. Yeah, it was, I was just proud of Illinois. And they battled, and they got they got the ball back, and they kicked a field goal, made it 14-13. Missed a field goal, got the ball back again, then hit a field goal at the at the buzzer, defeating Penn State. So both Illinois and Northwestern are now 5-6. and six. So it's in Evanston. Northwestern's minus 8. But the winner gets the quick lane bowl, baby. <laughs> Woo! And I'm just happy because I like both teams. They're my, they're my teams. And one of them's going to go. One of them's going to a bowl. I'm not going to play favorites, but I'm just going to say Northwestern minus 8 seems like too much with, with no Trevor Simeon. It's a rivalry game. Yeah. So that's, that's where I want to just – I mean, I just want to hit this quick because other people in the world might say, Cryer, what are you talking about, Illinois-Northwestern? I'm just saying – Illinois doesn't doesn't win. Sorry, but they they lose a close one. I'm going to say that they lose a game, 17-16, to Northwestern, and Northwestern gets to go to the Quick Lane Bowl. Okay. So what do you think about this one? Okay. Well, obviously their backup quarterback looks like it's going to be Zach Oliver, who's a junior. Okay. Uh, I guess last week, seven of 19, 146 yards, has a touchdown. Uh, I do like that at least he's a junior, so he understands the offense and. Maybe he hasn't got a lot of PT, but it's better than throwing out a freshman and True. trying to get to Boel. And he looked competent against Purdue. Yes, they, they, he didn't. They didn't fall off the cliff when Simeon went down. Yes. So, but do you think that he can lead Northwestern to a more than an eight point win over the the vaunted Illinois defense? Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't I don't think they're going to cover. I think they win, but they don't cover. Okay. So what do you got for me? I said 17-16. Yeah. Game. It, I think Northwestern wins this game. I'll give them 21, and then I think Illinois gets, I like the 17. 21-17. Yeah. All right, cool. I mean, it's this is a game that I'm sincerely looking forward to watch, watching just because, you know, Illinois hasn't been in a bowl game in a while. Beckman, I don't know if he deserves a break, but it would be nice for him to get to a bowl. And Pat Fitzgerald just had a rough season, and they pulled yeah. it together. It'll be three straight wins if they can do this. And then going from three and six to bowl eligible, that's that's good. So yes. I I, I kind of pooped on him earlier this season when he went for two against Michigan and lost. Well, they should have won. That would have been four straight games then the season if they had <laughs> done it right. Yep. Okay, let's get back to legitimate college football. And we're talking about the Egg Bowl, but I don't even know how legitimate it is because Ole Miss went into Arkansas and got beat badly, 30 to nothing last week. Yes. They got spanked. Yes, they did get spanked. Nothing. They gave up like a 100-yard interception return or something like that. I mean... I mean, there's Bull Wallace being Mr. Hot and then Mr. Cold. Yeah. So so this game is going to be in Oxford. So the Stark Vegas people are going into Oxford. And Mississippi State destroyed Vanderbilt, as they should. I thought Mississippi State... You've been harp... You've been really, you know, saying Mississippi State, Mississippi... Mm-hmm. You, I'm a believer because of Brooks Lambeer. So I would like you to tell me, because Mississippi State's minus two at Ole Miss... It's a big, big rivalry game, and I think Mississippi State can get a victory if they can. Yes. They will stay in the top four, man. Yes. And I think a team like Ohio State or TCU or Baylor is going to be left out. Yeah, I think Dan Mullen has just trans- – he, he's brought what was at Florida at once. You yeah. know, people have compared Dak Prescott to Tim Tebow. Sure. He's a little better. I think he throws the ball a little yeah. better. But he's got the running style, the power runner. Yes. Uh, he makes good decisions, which you need to do at the college level. Uh 
you know, I, I think they have a lot of good players around them. And why, you know, this, like the rivalry game, they understand that this was probably, you know, halfway through the season, you know, when they were undefeated, that they understood that we can go into the final week of the season with no one loss. Yeah. And we'd have to play our rivalry team. This is probably what they they figured they were probably going to lose to Alabama. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, so. you know, they're, they're still in it. And I, and I think Dan Mullen just, they're, he's getting them ready. Yeah, he's getting them ready. He's like, "This is a rivalry game. Let's let's win. Let's win the Egg Bowl." I don't know if they lost last year. But Who cares? This is this year. This I mean, is this like, year. This yeah. is it. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly. So Mississippi State minus two. We've seen what Prescott can do. They need it. I think they cover. Okay. I think. I think two is. You know, they're get. I think they get more than two. They're, they're going to cover here. I agree. So what do you got for score? I'll say because Mississippi State just they've been. You know, Arkansas seventeen ten, but they put up forty five, thirty eight. I'm gonna say they they at least get into the high twenties. Okay. Mississippi State's put up a lot, so I'm gonna say this game gets into the high twenties, but someone gets in the low thirties, which is which is Mississippi State. Okay. So I'm gonna say Mississippi State wins. I'll give them thirty five. Okay. Wow. And I'll give Mrs. Ole Miss twenty eight. I think they win by touchdown. All right. And I'm with you in the, in that same sort of range. I think I'm going to scale it down a little bit because just because of rivalry. Yeah. So I'm going to say Mississippi State wins 27-23, and I think it's going to be a convincing win where they're up 27-16, and maybe Ole Miss gets a touchdown at the end. And it could be even worse. I mean, Ole Miss had no points, so this spread is it seems like a, a no brainer at this point. Yeah. I mean, to lose that bad, and yes, Arkansas has shut out two consecutive opponents, and that's good for for old what's his name from Wisconsin. Good old uh, the the coach Brett, Brett Bielema, Brett Bielema. It's good for Brett Bielema because he's he, you know he's resurrected the 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 hedgehogs the 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 Razorbacks. Razorbacks. I don't know what they do. They have an accent in Arkansas. I don't even Big know. Big Suey. Yeah, they're like, hey, Bill Clinton. No, anyway, <laughs> okay. So we both expect Mississippi State to cover, which leads us to the other important SEC matchup. But I think this has lost some of its luster because Auburn. Is done, man. Yeah, they're done, and they got spanked a couple weeks ago. They did. I mean, who they get spanked by? I'm trying to even remember. They got um, handed to Georgia, right? Thirty-four seven. Yes. And, and that was the game. Gurley's out, and we'll talk about Georgia after this. Auburn got spanked. Yep. They yeah, thirty-four seven. Yeah, they did. Georgia, and, and now they got to go into into they Tuscaloosa, lost to A&M, a game they shouldn't have lost. Right. And so, like, it's just not a good season for Auburn when it all adds up. Yes, it's a rivalry game. Alabama's nine and a half. So the 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 question is, it's all about the point spread, baby. It's all about walk the line here. Let's do it. So nine and a half. I mean, I'm going to just go first and say, yes, Alabama does cover. I think Auburn just doesn't have it this year. The magic is gone, and they, they're going to know it when they're down maybe like 13-0 at halftime. So I'm going to say it's it's another one that's kind of like Georgia. I'm just going to bust this one out and just say Alabama handles their biz, man. I think they're going to put up some weird score like 33-7. to I'm just going to do 33-7. to seven. It's close to 34-7, to seven, but it's just a weird Alabama score. Yeah. And they're just going to whoop them because I think that uh, Auburn's just irrelevant this year. So what do you got for that one? Okay. Th- this is a rivalry game, and this is this is for the whole marbles of State of Alabama. It True. doesn't matter if Auburn's going to playoffs or not. This is a chance for Auburn, this, this, the, 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 the rivalry college in Alabama, the big, rival big college, rivalry. to to make sure Alabama doesn't go to the playoffs. They would love that. They the Auburn fans would love it and they know the Alabama fans would hate them worth a passion. And think and about that's last what, year. And, with, yeah. with the kick six. Yes. And that's what drives this rivalry is hatred and passion. <laughs> you know, and everyone's probably calling the Paul Fine Paul Feinbaum show this week and, and they're talking about how Alabama's gonna crush and then Auburn fans are like, We're gonna crush them. 
some roll. We're gonna roll roll over their tide and whatnot. Well, they you know? they with the the kick six last year. I yes. mean, that crushed Alabama's hopes. I mean, Michigan State crushed Ohio State's hopes. It's yes. fun to crush hopes. Yeah, it's fun to crush a season. So I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I think Auburn can win. Wow. But, but, I like Alabama at home. But I don't think they cover. Okay. Cool. So nine. So is nine and, sp- and a half. Nine and a half mm-hmm. spread. I think Alabama wins this one. Okay. I think this this game stays in the twenties. Okay. I'll say Alabama wins twenty eight twenty five. So, something happens. Something okay. weird. Something strange happens. But be having that said though. Sure. It could be flipped the other way. You know, it, who knows? Auburn can come out and Gus Malzahn come out firing. But I do like Alabama because they're at home. Right, and and I apologize for interrupting earlier. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can tell me, like, what what about Auburn? Do you think can keep it? Because I see, you know, we we're very familiar with the Alabama players, Blake Sims. Yeah. You know, and and is is T.J. Yeldon gonna? He's gonna be there running yeah. back. You know, and Amari Cooper. So Great you know, wide receiver. But, with but Cooper. I mean, this year, does, do you think Auburn has? I mean, if if you can if you can run the run a good read option with Nick Marshall, you know, in, he he doesn't throw the ball as well as he as he needs to. Uh huh. But you know, if you can put up so many completions, Sammy Coates is a vi- Sammy Coates is a very good wide receiver. Uh, you know, so that he, they they can stay in this game. And Auburn's defense isn't terrible. All right. Well, hey, I don't think you've convinced me, but you've done a good job, like okay. uh, you know, uh, arguing your case. So twenty eight twenty five. I don't think I've convinced myself either. So. Thirty three seven, and we'll yeah. see. I mean, like I, you know, these rivalry games could be could be close. Obviously, like, but. I just there's this something the, about Alabama wants to stuff it to them after last year. Yeah, this is the fun part though because it is. because we know someone wants to ruin someone else's season because they're out of the playoffs. So you know yeah. this is the fun part about it. All right, this one I'm not familiar very much. We did t- we're going to segue into Georgia Georgia Tech. Now here's the thing, Georgia Tech is in the ACC. They're going to they've won whatever division they're coastal or boastal or whatever it is. They're going to play Florida Atlantic State in the coastal? ACC, right? Yeah. Atlantic or coastal? Great, yeah. good names, guys. Yeah. Okay, so um. Georgia Tech is getting 12.5 points, so the the Georgia Bulldogs are minus 12.5, so I'm assuming the game's in Athens, and these teams usually customarily play close games, even when Georgia Tech's not 9-2, which they are. Mm-hmm. So Georgia's minus 12.5, Gurley's out for the season, but Chubb is good. What do you think about this game? Two totally different football styles. One with the, the Georgia Tech with the option attack, which you have to make sure everyone gets a man. And if you blow your assignment, usually someone's left open. There's a hole left open somewhere. Then you have Georgia with the spread offense, yeah. throwing the ball around. Good running game. They're with playing Chubb. well lately. Yes, they are. But I mean, Georgia Tech's won the last won their last five games. Yeah, they look good against Clemson a couple weeks ago. Georgia Our Tech last did. four games. One, yeah. two, three. I yeah. mean, nine and two. If you get to nine and 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 uh, is Georgia as well nine and two? Yes, Georgia's nine and two, right. six and two in the SEC, and Georgia Tech six and two in the ACC. Right. And so, this is, and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, but I do want to just put one thing in. I apologize. I keep doing mm-hmm. this. I apologize. That's right. One thing I want to note is that this is not a conference game. So, this is a really cool rivalry game. Yes. Because both these teams are going to go to their respective conference championship games. Mm-hmm. Georgia's going to try to play spoiler against probably Alabama. Georgia Tech's going to probably play. Was it Missouri ahead in the conference in the East? Really? Missouri's up top. On top. Over Georgia? Yeah, I believe so. All right. I see this. I don't, because does anybody pay attention to the SEC East really? That's no, the, well, because it's either between Georgia and Missouri, and I think Missouri beat Tennessee last week. They so did. All they're, right. They're, at, they're sitting at the top, I believe. All I right. think they only have one loss. Okay. But, and I've, I'm sorry again for interrupting. So, yeah. you were, so you were saying, so Georgia Tech plays, plays you know, their, their read option. Yeah. And then Georgia spreads it out. Well, yeah, the option attack would, you know, and don't forget that 
they know they already have another game coming, a champ- an ACC championship game against Florida State. So, you know, two meaningful games. But it's a like we said, in-state rivalry. They want it. So this is going to be a very close game. Okay, so you're saying close. I'm saying close. I'm going to go farther and say Georgia Tech goes in and shocks them. Okay. And upsets them. And then Georgia Tech, you watch. I think they might knock Florida State out of there. They can. I mean, Florida State seems to be the team that can just do anything they want and still win by three points. So just Jamison Winston does know it. So we'll talk about that in a week or two. But I do think Georgia Tech's going to go in and stun the fans there and make them cry. And it just, it's, it's just a loss. They're going to be 9-3 and three at this point, and Georgia Tech's going to be 10-2. But like you said, uh, just close game. I think it's a game that's going to be in the 30s. So I'm going to say uh, 31-30. I'm doing it. Georgia okay. Tech, 31-30. So what do you think about this one? Okay. Um, so just to give a little stats for Georgia Tech here, okay. just a couple of, you know, Justin Thomas, 75 of 145, 1,396 yards, 15 TDs, four interceptions. Not bad. That's a lot of TDs to be thrown, especially in a run, in a mainly runoff, running yeah. offense. But he also has 153 carries, for 827 yards, and five TDs. So, you know, a little diversity here. That's what I've heard about this Georgia Tech quarterback, Justin Tom. He's not just a runner. He can throw the ball as and well. that's danger because that of is this danger. offense. That is danger, especially if you want to run a little play action or something. Yeah, you pull the linebackers up with that ball fake. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you got a tight end breaking free or yes. something. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think Georgia Tech, I'm with you. I think Georgia Tech pulls this one out. Wow. I think 12 and a half is a lot for Georgia. Yeah. like the, take, I always say take the points, take the points, yes. take the points. But yeah. if you're going to take the... Yeah. And I just think it's only because Georgia plays in the SEC. That's why That's why they're giving 12 and a half because they're disrespecting the ACC because Florida so State's true. the big one. So yeah, I think I think Georgia Tech wins this game. Okay. I'm with you. I'm saying it gets the high 20s, low 30s. Okay. Let's just say I think Georgia Tech will go 35 and then... We'll go uh, 31 for Georgia. Cool. I, and, I mean, I'm just saying, if I were in some other place and could decide whether to take the money line or the points, I'm going to take the points. Yes. But so 12 and a half is a lot to get. That is. And so I just, in a rivalry game, so Georgia might pull it out, but I don't think they're going to blow them out by more than two no. touchdowns. Not at all. So I'm looking forward to watching that one. It just seems like a fun, like, you know, a lot of cool, fun variables in that game. Yeah. Because there's really, it's not a life or death game. Both teams have two losses. And this doesn't affect their conference standings. No, it doesn't. That's why I said Georgia Tech's probably going to yeah. win this hey, out. They're going to surprise some people. So, yeah. Okay, final game of the week for NCAA Week 14. Then we got a couple NFL games just to talk about, but we're almost uh, done with NCAA here. Great, great week. Uh, Minnesota, they are looking sharp. They came back and beat Nebraska. That was a shocking comeback. And they, they held the end. They stripped the runners going in. Uh, the, the guy, uh, the receiver, his last name something with a hyphen L, caught the ball. And they stripped him on the two-yard line, and that was it. Minnesota now, for all the marbles, is going to go into Madison, Wisconsin. And the Badgers, who won 26-24 over the Iowa Hawkeyes, are 13-and-a-half. So no respect to Minnesota, who just went to Nebraska and won. And yes, granted, Wisconsin's good, but here we go again. Do you think 13-and-a-half is too many points to give Minnesota? Oh, yeah, I I mean, they've they've kept it so close. I'm torn, I can see it. I am very torn. I mean, you lose 31-24 against Ohio State at home. Then you go to Nebraska, you win 28-24. And this, like I said, mm-hmm. they didn't play anyone before. Like, the hardest team they played was TCU, and they lost 30-7. to Yeah. So, you know, and then they lose to Illinois in a silly game, which they probably shouldn't ever lose. I ruined that for Minnesota. Sorry, guys. Yeah. You bet your darn house, man. <laughs> It's like, I, I, I just purchased a whole neighborhood, and I bet it on Minnesota, and then Illinois wins. Yes. Yeah. So, I... You know, who knows what's going to happen in this game? 
may I'm thinking Minnesota keeps it close. But how can you not like Wisconsin at home? Right. Because they play so well at home. But this is a rivalry game of rivalry games. I mean, these two teams don't like to... Is this for like a Paul Bunyan's axe or something? We have yeah, Paul I think Bunyan it's Paul here, Bunyan's but, axe. But there's like an axe. And man, mm-hmm. these two teams don't like each other. And Minnesota has really regained a sense of respect that they have not had. Even they've gone to bowl games recently in the last few, you know. And Jerry Kill is really resurrecting the program. I don't know if he it has. I mean, it's just... And I didn't... I wasn't a believer... Especially after they lost to Illinois, yeah. But here they go, winning at Nebraska and and looking good because the winner of this game will face Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. And it's been grinded out football for them. I mean, twenty seven, twenty four, seventeen over Northwestern, thirty nine, thirty eight over Purdue. Yeah, it's been grinded out football. And if you can grind games out and take it down to the last drive to see who has who who's got the energy and talent to to finish a team off. Yeah, you know that's great. But I think Wisconsin wins this. Okay. Game. So why don't you give me a score? Why don't you go first on this one? Yes. So, like we said, the spread here is minus 13.5. I don't think Wisconsin doesn't cover that. I know they crushed Nebraska. Right. But I just had this feeling that Minnesota is going to hang in there with them. So I'm going to say Wisconsin wins this game. I think Wisconsin wins this game 31-28. 31-28. Yeah. All right. And I have written – while he was speaking, I wrote down my uh, score, and it's very similar. I have Wisconsin winning by three. I have 27-24. And the reason I'm saying this is because Minnesota's going to keep it close. Take the points. There's a lot of points to take because Minnesota could have easily given up against Nebraska. They were down, I think, 10 points. Yeah. And they ended up winning that game. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe the box score because I flipped it off because I was watching the game and I turned the channel and I just watched something. I was thinking I was watching Illinois or something. And I said, what? I looked at the bottom of the screen and said Minnesota won the game. And I had to go back and watch the highlights. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Minnesota, but I'm proud of them for like that's if you're a Minnesota fan, you got to be proud of a team in like a hostile environment like it against the Nebraska Cornhuskers to come back and win. So I don't think they're going to defeat Wisconsin because Wisconsin really is good. You know, they got their dual threat quarterback. Yeah. They got Stavi to throw. And then who's the runner quarterback for Wisconsin? Uh, Mitch Leidner. Yeah, Mitch Leidner. He's, he's not doing very well. He's only 96 of 188. He has he's a, not a passer, though. He's not. They're a run team. David Cobb, 269 carries, 1,430 yards, 12 touchdowns. Oh, so we're talking Minnesota now. Yeah, Minnesota now. Okay. Yeah, because because for 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 Wisconsin, you got Melvin Gordon. Yeah, you got the other dude who's Melvin Gordon the fourth. I'm just <laughs> saying, and 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 yes, Cobb is a great running back for yes. Minnesota. So they're going to keep it close. Like, yeah. and this is another one that's interesting. And boy, oh boy, will Minnesota fans love Jerry Kill if they can go in and defeat their rivals yeah. and go to the Big Ten championship game? That'll be a shocker. So I really do see Wisconsin winning this and then playing Ohio State down in Indianapolis. Yeah. I think that's just going to happen, but mm-hmm. uh, should be a good fun game to watch. It will be. Okay, so let's just hit up uh, NFL, not my favorite number, week 13. we got two games to talk about. We're going to do this in, uh, let's do this in temporal order. We're gonna, we have two really good games this week. So we're going to do the 4 p.m. game here, uh, which is the – there's two games of the week in my mind, but for America, there's one game of the week. And that's New England Patriots who are coming off a 34-9 destruction of the Detroit Lions. They look great. We've been saying them and Gronkowski looking good. Yep. And, and, and Tom Brady's on fire. Yep. And, you know, Jonas Gray was late to a meeting, Sports Illustrated – or to practice, Sports Illustrated cover boy. 
And even that article in Sports Illustrated said, insert running back here, mm-hmm. which is a total dig on Jonas Gray. It is. Because LeGarrette Blunt was signed from the Steelers, back with the Patriots. He, he had like scored two, a couple of touchdowns. He had two touchdowns. And so they just ran through and passed through. You know, Edelman, everybody's looking great. Gronkowski. And now New England has the toughest matchup they've had in a long time. Yep. They're going to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is hot. That dude is winning just looking great. They are just smashing teams. He's got your discount double check. He's doing everything. He's doing yeah. all sorts of Hans and Franz and all stuff. Yes. You know? Pomp, so, you up. He's doing it. Yes. He says, I'm going to talk like this. You puny man. He's like, you're Tom Brady. But then Gronkowski's like, I'm Gronkowski. Why <laughs> you make fun of me? Okay. Now listen. So, Green Bay's minus three. New England's, they're both hot teams. So, I, I don't know. Why don't you talk about this game? This is a like when we looked at the schedule, you know, you know, obviously we had we had another game on before we're talking about the Denver Kansas City game. We liked that one at the beginning, but then yeah, I was yeah. like New England Green Bay. That, that was a great game. It is because New England. Uh, I mean, Green Bay just destroyed the Eagles at home. Man, and Green Bay has always been a very tough place to play, and they've always played well at home. So with New England as hot as they are, just scoring points left and right. Yeah. You know, this is going to be a very close game. I I I can't decide if this is going to if I'm going to get if I'm going to take the points or not on here because well, this is really let interesting. me interject for a second because and the thing about Green Bay is you know they they were up ten and they gave up a late touchdown that really ticked me off to Minnesota last week and Minnesota went for a two point conversion and got it to to lose twenty four twenty one so the Packers that just ticked me off because I had the Packers covering. Here's the deal: they're eight and three. And they're they're just looking strong. The Patriots are nine and two, but we're talking Lambeau Field here. So that's the hugest element. I just wanted to interject and say, like, I think Lambeau's gonna be the difference. It is. It's like a lot of sporting events, usually weather's that the factor. Yeah, New England's gonna be used to it, but just the crowd and Aaron yeah, Rodgers and just yeah. Jordy Nelson mm-hmm. and you know and, and, and Eddie Lacey. I mean, there's they're a good team at mm-hmm. home. Yeah. So I think this is a game, just like we said last week. You know, the Lions were probably prepared to lose this game going into New England. I'm not saying New England's prepared to lose anything because they like to think of themselves as the Super Bowl mm-hmm. kings for the dynasty, whatever. They do. And they haven't won. They, in fact, lost two Super Bowls here. So, uh, but Green Bay, I mean, the over-under is 58 and a half. I mean, I think, I, I think we're going to have another shootout. We are. So I'm going to just go out and say, I'm going to say Green Bay. You said 35-31, or somebody mentioned that. I don't know. I'm, I think one of us did. I'm going to say 35-31, Green Bay wins, covers, game goes over, and both teams might meet up in February in the Super Bowl. Wow. It'll be a rematch of when Brett Favre defeated Drew Bledsoe back in 1997. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a Packers-Patriots uh, Super Bowl if this stuff holds up because okay. both these teams are looking great. But, you know, lots can happen, but... For now, I'm going to so say... I'm going over. I have it going over the 58 and a half. I have 35-31 Green Bay. Hmm. What about you? This is tough because the, the Green Bay defense isn't great, but their offense is just on fire. They they really, literally Green Bay, like, they, they can't miss on offense, whether it's a pass or whether it's finding a hole to run through. They're not missing on anything. But but New England, their, their offense, like I've said with Gronkowski and their running game and Brady, oh... It's the best versus the best here, I think. It is. It is the best versus the best. Both defenses have trouble in their secondary. I think think New England can come in and pull this one out. All right, cool. All right. I'm going to say New England wins this game. Oh, 35-31. So we're just opposites here. This is cool. 
All right, we both like it going over, so it's on. It is on. And last week it was on with Maryland, or excuse me, last week it was on with Michigan State and Rutgers, and uh, Brooks had Michigan State covering with the game going over. I had uh, Rutgers covering with the game going under. We ended up splitting. He was right about one thing, I, wrong about the other. I was right about the under. He was right about the spread. Yes. Anyway, point is, it's on. I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. I'm just it's looking forward to it. It's on like Donkey Kong. It's on, baby. Yeah. I mean, it's just a good game to watch. 4 p.m. game, Sunday. I mean, it's Thanksgiving weekend. It's just going to be a good game. I, I can see myself uh, listening to the game on the radio while driving back to East yes. Lansing. So. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just a fun game. Okay, the other is the 8 p.m. night game, and I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I just like to say that. I like to root for the Chiefs. The Chiefs pooped their pants against Oakland. I expected it to happen. I even took the points for Oakland, and I, I, that's what the Chiefs do. They lose to Oakland when Oakland's 0-10. So, oops. Now they're home. They have a chance to redeem themselves. Denver, once again, in a game, didn't go over. They gave a, a late touchdown when they should have covered. Didn't cover against Miami. That made me mad. Now Denver's minus one at Kansas City in a night game. This crowd is going to be ballistic because KC can really you know, pull back in. This KC needs this to make the playoffs. Yes. So overners 49 and a half. KC likes to play close, tight games at home. They like to kick field goals. So what do you think about this one? I, I gave my, my score first uh, for the other game. Okay. I think such a high-powered offense with Denver, but you know the week prior – you know, they don't put up a lot of points against St. Louis. Oh, that was such a choke job. 29, and last week they come out and they do their thing, Denver. But it's in Kansas City, and Kansas City plays well at home and at Arrowhead Stadium. Very, very well. I think this game stays under the 49.5. I, oh gosh, this, I'm torn between this one. It's a tough one. It's a very tough one. Let me, what do you, what you think? I'm going to just, because okay. KC is 7-4. and four. And Denver's eight and three. Yeah. So if Casey wins, I'm pretty sure that I know that Denver won in week two. Yeah. But I I think for some reason I would think that Casey would get the first place head to head. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. What I want to say is home games. The Chiefs lost their first one to Tennessee. Just scratched that one off. That's just a, a oops. We weren't ready for the season. Mm-hmm. But home games, they destroyed the Patriots forty-one fourteen. They beat the Rams, who are better than we expected yes. 34-7 at home they beat the Jets by 14 points at home they beat the Seahawks two weeks ago at home that's the big one to, that I'm going off here yes so like I said I went first last one but the Chiefs won 24-20 over the Seahawks who are a dang good team they just beat Arizona 19-3 to okay so well, what do you think for this one maybe I'll take the Chiefs at home I think I'll take them because like I said they play well at Arrowhead Stadium Alex Smith and that new West Coast offense that Andy Reid has brought to the Kansas City Chiefs. Very good. Jamal Charles, very good. Good defense. I say Kansas City wins this game. Mm, we'll go 27-21. 27-21. Okay, and KC's underdog. They're, they're, and you have, it, you have it staying under, and I agree on both cases. KC getting a point. I say take the point. But I think KC wins the game. I have them winning 23-20. to so keeping it low, lots of field goals again. KC likes to get in there. And I think their defense is going to hold Denver to field goals. Yeah. I mean, it's always tough. Manning has just great receivers, and he can do what he wants. But I really think KC steps up, as they would say. Yes. And just and does what does what they need to. And then and then for the rest of the season, after they go 8-4, then they can re-poop their pants, and Denver will win the division. But for one shining moment, right, the, I yes. think the Chiefs are going to handle the business on NBC. And Al Michaels can say, do you believe in something? He forgets. He's old. <laughs> No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> and Al Michaels is going to enjoy himself. So, anyway. I just think it's going to be a fun game to watch. So, I will be back to watch that one. Okay. So, anyway, man. 
like uh we got a rivalry. We've got a good week of football to look forward to. We do. It's going to be a good Saturday. Definitely. So So leftovers for Thanksgiving. Yeah. You're going you're to sit and watch some college football. I am loving this. The turkey and everything and the mashed potatoes. Yep. I can't. I mean, just the thought of it. Being home and just, you know, with family and friends. I can't wait. You know, lots and lots of good games. Yes. So, and, and thankful that Michigan State's, you know, 9-2 and two rolling into a night game at Penn State. Hopefully can get to 10-2. and two. So it's just been a it's been a, a great season so far for the Michigan State Spartans and yes. I think that they can continue it at Penn State, get themselves a Fiesta Bowl or an Orange Bowl or something like that. Very possible. So cool. Well, would you like to say anything else before we get out of here and I hit the road and get back to Champaign, Illinois? You know, uh, to our listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Um, have a good, happy Thanksgiving. Um, as Cryer said earlier, we're thankful for everyone at Impact Studios and what they've able to do for us and. You know, this being two years old now, Impact Sports, uh, we're very happy about this, especially with me doing men's and women's soccer and Cryer doing Walk the Line and me being able to help Cryer with Walk the Line this year. Uh, really thankful. Have a good Thanksgiving. Enjoy your NFL on Thursday and your college football on Saturday. I could not have said it better. Come and shake my hand, man. You're, you're the man. Yes. Cool. You guys, everybody, have a good week and a good weekend, and we will uh, we'll be back uh, after Thanksgiving weekend. We so. will. Gobble, gobble, gobble. All right. Take care.